Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews in the podcast form. We got a weird one for you today. Um, Bo is Afraid. This is the third film uh, written and directed by Ari Aster, who kind of, in the last five or so years, has really kind of cemented himself as a unique, twisted, and kind of horrific new voice in the world of uh, movies. Aster came onto the scene with his first film, Hereditary, um, which had Tony Collette just brilliantly um, acting in this demonic possessed role, this creature that acts throughout her and is trying to exact some justice on her family. Just spooky stuff. Um, and then in 2019, really, really divided audiences with Midsummer, uh, with Florence Pugh, um, you know, a film that, for as beautiful as it looked, is just full of horrific, horrific imagery. Um, whether it's under the guise of old religious tales or old religious ways, um, you know, both of his films deal with a lot of grief um, and tragedy and exploring how different characters respond to that, how that kind of changes and shapes your character going forward. Um, and often all of our characters are in pretty effed up scenarios to begin with. Not that they, you know, they've already dealt with a lot and then there's just more that's thrown on top of them. And, you know, anything from you see someone slowly sawing someone's head off, you know, there's just, you know, someone loses their head on a passing by a post with their head out the window. Um, there's just, you know, there's some screwed up stuff in these movies, but there is also some brilliance um, in his storytelling um, and just how deeply invigorating some of it is. Um, it really, he really has proved himself to be one of the better standout voices, especially that we've gotten from A24. So Bo is Afraid is probably his largest departure from his first two movies. Um, it still has an air of horror in the background, um, but it is much more of a quirky, dramatic comedy almost um, than it is anything else. Uh, Bo, played by Joaquin Phoenix, is severe, like he's dealing with severe anxiety. Um, and we're not even talking, you know, this isn't just like, you know, COVID happened and he doesn't want to go outside or you're really worried or, you know, I know there's, you know, I saw that movie Kimi or Kimmy that they made, um, during COVID. And, you know, she kind of deals with a lot of that anxiety of going out, but Bo's is like just next level. Anything he might do, he just questions everything. Everything scares the shit out of him. Um, and Joaquin Phoenix, you know, if you're going to go to anybody with an acting challenge, I, I mean, he's your guy. He is just one of the most versatile and dedicated actors I think that we've ever had. Um, and you know, every project he does, he's just fascinating. So with Bo, I mean, you, I was getting extremely anxious kind of watching him and just like how much his skin was crawling and his indecision and okay, maybe I will do this, but of course, if he's going to do something, he completely fucks it up. And it's just, you know, you're left to think like, Oh no, no, this is going to happen. And this will lead to this. And you can kind of get a glimpse of his process, I guess. Um, 
And, and you know, when I say this movie is dramatic comedy with a hint of horror, um, you know, it kind of starts out the whole idea behind the movie um, is that Bo's mom, Mona, played by Patti Lapone, who, he, God, she's just phenomenal in this movie. Um, it's clear that there is a really weird dynamic between the mother-son duo, whether it's like hints of Oedipal ongoings or just the fact that, you know, she's, she's one of those moms that, you know, I feel like more and more we're hearing stories or seeing stories of some of these just really abusive, whether it's verbally or, you know, there's not really much physical abuse in that, in that sense for the story. But, you know, just this idea of, you know, the most important person in his world constantly, you know, making him second guess his choices, you know, with quotes like, oh, well, you know, if you really loved me, you would show up here. But I understand if you feel you need to do something else. And, and you know, of course, he's just saying, you know, what should I do, mom? I don't, well, maybe, maybe I can make it, but I, I might have to do this. Should, no, no, honey, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm sure you're going to do whatever you want to do. And if you don't want to come see your mother, the only woman that's ever loved you and the only woman that's ever taken care of you, and that, that well, that's fine. Then I have to go. Um, and, you know, and this just drives him crazy because, weirdly, she is one of the only forms of support that he has. Getting him, you know, we kind of learn through the start of the film, you know, he's in deep therapy conversations, um, just trying to work past a lot of these issues and anxieties. Um, and you kind of learn that Bo is now on his own, you know, kind of fought to get out from his mother's grasp. Um, but now he's got to get back to her place. And the whole movie kind of revolves around his journey, trying to see his mother so as not to disappoint her. Um, and as is the case with so many of these odd journey stories, you know, he's going to come across legitimately crazy people on his way, trying to make, <laughs> trying to make it from uh, state to state even, um, gosh, I, you know, Amy Ryan and Nathan Lane, um, play a, a couple who at some point in the story are kind of assisting Bo. Um, you know, it's clear, you know, he's taking so much medication. He's doing all these things. He, he is not a fully functioning adult, I would say. Um, and, you know, they're kind of here to help take care of him. You know, they lost a son in the war. And so they're overly ready to help and have someone in their home. But it's like, well, no, no, no. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here and for the help. But, you know, can we just, can you take me to my mom's, please? And it's like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll get around to it. But first, you need to get back up to strength. All these impossible tasks are kind of being placed in front of him. And a lot of them are genuinely really funny. They're kind of like, they're funny in a fucked up kind of way, I would say, truthfully. Um, you know, whether it's anxiousness about, you know, some of these homeless people or, you know, some of these street vandalists or, the, you know, they're these street vandals or these, you know, there's there's a guy who's just continually staring at him up in his building and of course the guy's got like the black contacts and neck tattoos and tongue piercings and just looks like you know in the movie it's like oh like this guy's gonna like freaking kill me 
<laughs> if I take a step outside. So I don't, I don't know if that's worth it. Um, but the way they kind of play around with some of these exception, uh, um, these expectations is pretty humorous. Um, and at times it's also horrifying. Like there's genuinely so many moments that are just like, okay, you know, I'm like, we're, we're there breathing with Bo. Like, okay, you just got to make it across the street. You just got to get across the street. Three, two, one, run, run. Don't look behind you. Don't look around. Um, and just, you know, for a three hour movie, mind you, for a three hour movie, uh, the, the pacing is actually pretty great. Um, you know, it's slow and terrifying in moments that it needs to until it ramps up and just hits you in the face like a train. And you're like, no, we're chugging and we're moving a million miles a minute here. Um, and it just, I, the story is very unique and I've seen a lot of people, um, on Twitter, especially, you know, not, not that they're comparing it to Damien Chazelle's Babylon, but the idea that it is kind of nice that you can have newer directors making these two and a half, three hour, epic, weird, you know, not totally Hollywood stories or, you know, not, not something that, you know, just, I don't know what studio saw this, saw the pitch, you know, all the, the crazy mom, mommy issues and all, um, and was like, yeah, you know what, let's do it. Three hours, you got it. Um, but I, you know, it just, you know, it speaks, I think, to the confidence they have in Ari Aster as a storyteller in his following, as far as people who just, you know, recognize a really unique cinematic voice. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. I, I would have to, I'd be interested to just see this film on the page, on the script, um, and see how it reads versus how it plays. Um, cause there are so many moments where I was like, I know I shouldn't be laughing right now, but they, they've touched a weirdly darkly dark comical vein, uh, and they're going to keep exploiting it here and there. And then there's also just as is kind of the case of his movies, some really weird iconography and just odd commercial placements. I, you know, all sort of stuff that in the end you kind of do see does serve the larger story. But, uh, I don't know. This was one, I saw it with a, a room of probably like eight or nine people. Nobody left. Nobody left the movie. Like, you know, some people on Twitter were like, you know, I've had so many people walk out of this movie. It was horrific. You know, I don't think people necessarily knew what they were getting into going into it. I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's a Joaquin Phoenix movie. And, you know, it looks kind of interesting. Nathan Lane's in it. Amy, you know, Patty Lapone's in the movie. It's got to be great. It's got to be interesting, you know. And I, I think everyone was kind of like, what the, you know, the, the couples in front of me or the people moving around, they're like, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm also like really entertained right now. And I don't know what we're watching. And after the movie, everyone's reactions, you know, everyone kind of chuckling, looking around at each other, like, what did we just watch? You know, that was crazy. It was absolutely crazy, but it was good. Um, and you know, I, to be honest, if I hadn't been, you know, I was down in Los Angeles last weekend for the, the Snyder con Snyder verse three day screening of man of steel, Batman, Superman, and Zack Snyder's justice league. Um, so I, you know, I went and saw Bo's afraid before I'd gone down 
And I was like, okay, you know, if I've got time, I'll do it on the weekend in this review. But, you know, it definitely didn't end up happening. Um, and I will be doing an entire segment um, kind of based around that weekend um, and talking about Justice League and Zack Snyder and meeting him and all that stuff. But, you know, I've had almost a week to kind of process this movie now. And I just want to go see it again. Um, and, you know, I would honestly advise people, you know, if there's the big popcorn movie, if you can wait, wait. Take your chance on something a little more, I don't necessarily want to call it independent, but, you know, just take a chance on something different. Because um, I think, you know, why we go see the movies sometimes is to be surprised. And, you know, I you know I talked about it in my last review with Ant-Man and Marvel and DC movies at this point. You know, I think people are just kind of, you know, their expectations. I don't know if they're just getting lower and lower and they're still not being met or if we're just doing the bare minimum for Hollywood these days. But I think audiences are hungry for something different. Even if it's not, you know, a five out of five film, even if there are some issues or things that might not play as well as they'd hoped. Um, I, you know, I think for the conversation alone and for just the, the sheer surprise of it all, uh, you absolutely have to go see Bo is afraid. Um, you know, it's in limited release right now, so it's not going to be in theaters much longer. I would go see this in a theater if you can, and you have the time. I think it's going to play a lot better that way. You know, I think a three hour movie at home while still doable, it's just too easy to get distracted sometimes. Um, and this is definitely a story that deserves your entire, uh, your captivation. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's just wacky. And Joaquin Phoenix, bless his heart. This man is a treasure. I'm, you know, more excited for Joker 2 than anything now. And, you know, everything this man touches is just phenomenal. Her... I mean, Gladiator, the guy, he could play any genre and he just brings 110% of his effort into the project. Um, and that really just, again, it helps sell so much more of the story when he's freaking out like you probably would be. Um, so, you know, I think if you need something new, if you want to, if you're, if you've already been yearning for a night at the movies, go see Bo is Afraid. And if you're interested in that, if you liked it, if there are ideas in there that you enjoyed, maybe you go back and check out Hereditary or Midsummer. But just go in knowing that, you know, comparatively, even though there's some kind of fucked up imagery in this movie, it's nothing compared to his previous two films. So for that, you know, this certainly is his most accessible work. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I'm going to have to go see this again before it leaves theaters and then still watch it one more time at home before I really dive deep into the, the Reddit threads. But, uh, but so should you. Thanks for listening, guys. And hopefully the next one's just as crazy as this one. <laughs> Take care.